stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Read a thousand books and your words will flow like a river. That quote is from Elisa C. And one more quote for you all before we get started today. Every secret of a writer's soul, every experience of his life, every quality of his mind is written large in his works. And that quote is from Virginia Woolf. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, which is a top nonprofit honored by both GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today, today's show, myself as well as all the awesome volunteers at Be the Star You Are implore you to check out our website at btsya.org. Look at the events tab there to see the exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. Today's Express Yourself focuses all about the gift of writing. I'm Jovan Hundle. And I'm Kenneth John. To begin this week's show, we'll be reading The Gift of Writing, a chapter from Be The Star You Are's new anthology entitled Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, and the source of inspiration for today's theme. It was written by Daniel Wong, a passionate and accomplished writer whose works have been published in the Huffington Post, USA Today, and her campus, and include the novel Swearing Off Stars. Wong is an avid traveler and has explored more than 25 different countries. She began volunteering with Be The Star You Are when she was a young teen, even getting published in one of our previous previous anthologies. And without further ado, here is The Gift of Writing by Daniel Wong. I spent the balmy summer of 2016 in a hospital waiting room. I memorized each and every fracture on its pallid walls and inhaled nothing but thin, stale air. The wide frame windows were temperamental, habitually refusing to stay open. I ate a balanced diet of salty cafeteria soup and gelato bars that made my hands sticky. This became my new routine, sitting on a green padded chair with my sister on my left, my mother on my right. We weren't there by choice, but out of necessity. Our fourth family member was lying in a motorized hospital bed on the other side of the whitewashed wall. For the first time in years, I rarely lifted a pen or let my fingers glide along a glossy keyboard. Writing was an integral part of my daily schedule, but I couldn't bring myself to finish the manuscript I'd so fervently worked on that spring. My father was in a coma. A rare autoimmune disease attacked his body and took over, destroying almost everything in its wake. Even with timely medical intervention, the doctors could only control so much. A slew of loved ones came in and out like a refreshing August breeze. Cousins, uncles, and in-laws offered comfort via drugstore candy and old stories of my dad. We we received regular doses of support in the form of these visits, each friend or family member showing their support in a different way. Meanwhile, my dad's condition slowly worsened. My sister and I refused to leave his bedside, budging only for the occasional nurse change or bathroom break. My mom took this commitment one step further, lying uncomfortably on the waiting room benches each sleepless night. My sister, fiancé, and I stayed in a nearby apartment, walking to and from the hospital each sunrise and late night. It felt like living a separate life, sleeping in a strange rental in a different city. The fact that we rented an apartment in the first place reminded me of our situation's permanence. I abhorred the fact that this was our new reality, that my dad's life was at stake. As much as I tried to prevent myself from shutting off emotionally, I felt like I needed to hold things together from my family. Beyond extensive iPhone Googling about autoimmune research, my mind would would wander to non-medical topics. Ultimately, I was desperate for a distraction. While I was in the hospital, I wanted nothing to do with writing. It was something I did when I was happy, when I felt free. But when insomnia rendered me frantic one night, I turned back to the habit I knew best. I realized that I needed an outlet, a way for some of the sadness to dissolve. My notebook almost exploded from all the scratchy penciled poems I filled it with. I eventually opened my half-charged laptop and continued working on my story, Swearing Off Stars. 
My dad was eventually moved into the palliative care ward. His room was large, with panoramic views of elevated buildings and emerald city parks. I sat next to his unconscious body and held his hand, desperately wondering if he could hear my strained voice. I felt my heart break into little pieces each of those last few days. In Be the Star You Are for Teens, I wrote about my father's 2008 stroke and how it affected my family. Putting everything into written words helped me better understand the impact. As I sat by his bed, I knew I needed to finish my current manuscript. I wanted to turn the sadness into something good. I usually joke that running is my therapy, but writing became an unexpected healer. My dad's death evoked such raw, candid emotion. It did nothing but weigh me down until I started using it as fuel. My parents always told me to try to find something good in the bad, and this is my way of doing that. After he passed, I finished my story and started submitting it to publishers. It wasn't easy. I kept replaying that hospital saga again and again, wondering why it all happened. I was, and still am, sad and confused. But in between tears, I remembered what he always told my sister and I. You can do anything you put your mind to. Swearing Off Stars was published in October of 2017, just one year after my father passed. And now an exercise that Danielle included with a chapter entitled Write It Out. As millennials, we have an overabundance of pressure inflicted on us regularly. Whether the stress stems from school, relationships, or a family tragedy, it's there. Try writing to ease some of that constant pressure. Pull out a pen, open your laptop, or create a new iPhone note. Think of the issue that's bothering you the most. Bad grades, a recent breakup, your parents' divorce. Uh, now jot down the first 10 words that pop into your head. The key here is to go with the flow. Don't force anything. Next, try writing a free verse poem or a short story about the problem. No one else needs to read this, so try not to be too critical of yourself. When you're finished, you can do whatever you want with it. Save it, rip it up, delete it, etc. You can even start a notebook or e-folder that you go back to when you're feeling overwhelmed. Writing is like venting on paper. Tell it anything and everything. Writing is an escape. It heals the spirit and provides solace in the most unexpected ways. Untold stories live in the deepest corners of our hearts and minds. Write them. They want to be told. And now for a final little parting quote that Danielle has included at the end of the chapter. Writing is its own reward. That quote is from Henry Miller. Wow, I thought that was a really poignant chapter. It just... It's amazing to me um, just everything she had to go through with her dad being in the hospital, how she was saying that they rented a, an apartment in a strange city that they didn't live in, and her mother's even sleeping in the hospital every night. Her dad's getting worse and worse by the day and eventually passes away, and she's able to turn to writing as an escape. And it obviously proved very therapeutic for her. As she even said herself, it's sort of like venting on paper. I think, wow, it's just like a really poignant um, expression of what writing meant to her. And I think the potential that it could even mean for all of us. Yeah, exactly. I think it was really touching how, um, yeah, she described that process of uh, putting all these abstract thoughts, all these disorganized emotions and feelings into this very rigid format where she could organize herself, basically. And I think that kind of was reflected in how she wrote uh, this chapter. She was talking about all these different details about like the color of the chair, the smell of the air, and just all these like this giant uh, pile of details that it's kind of like easy to get lost in. And then, you know, as she continues, this kind of gets streamlined and more, uh, you know, sharp and to the point where her feelings are more organized and uh, direct. Yeah, definitely. She starts off with like those sensory details, but over time, then kind of um, exactly like how you're saying, gets into the more like complex thoughts and all that. Um, and then also another thing that I thought was really interesting was just when she had the observation that like she initially like thought of like writing when she was in the hospital, but she ended up wanting she didn't want anything to do with it, and that she said that is something that she only did when she was happy. Um, when she like felt free, and then that's the way that she was able to incorporate writing in her life before this incident. But I think that was really interesting then how as the situation got worse and worse, she actually kept turning to writing, the very thing that she said before she only did when she was happy. Now when she was unimaginably sad, she still turned to writing and it still provided her that outlet. And so I think that was another little um, interesting thing that we can take away from this poem, and not poem, sorry, um, from this chapter, 
just that, you know, these sorts of like outlets and releases for us, we might have like a view beforehand of what we use them for and what they're best equipped to help us deal with. But, you know, we can even potentially be wrong about that. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, I think, yeah, that's a really good point about just uh, recognizing that there's no real point in uh, considering certain actions as trivial when uh, you feel a desire to do something or say something in a certain way. Um, there's no real point in just saying like, oh, that won't matter, that won't help if you haven't done it yet and you haven't seen uh, where it can take you. So yeah, I think it was uh, you know, a really nice uh, experience that she described, being able to uh, come back to this habit of writing that she first didn't really appreciate and then you know, slowly grew to uh, recognize. Definitely. And I, and I think it's just amazing that how she was saying exactly one year after her father passed and she was able to channel all that um, passion and all those pluses she had from the entire ordeal. And then she published her first book exactly one year after her father passed. Really powerful ending to, I guess, the story. Um, and so, yeah, I'd just like to thank Danielle Wong for such an amazing chapter. It certainly provided us a lot of um, fascinating insights and discussion starters, and we're always especially excited to read some of the excellent work from our fellow former BTSYA volunteers. Uh, with that, however, our first segment of today's show does sadly have to come to a close. Uh, audience, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy charity that brings you this program. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. We have since launched our Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund to help survivors of natural disasters and desperately need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to victims. Please donate today at bethestarur.org, where you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Kenneth John. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. Be sure to also pick up our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world, which is where this chapter was from at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store. Make sure to stick around as we continue, sh continue our show on the gift of writing. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. 
Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Empowerment. I'm Kenneth John on Express Yourself, and today's show is all about the gift of writing. And I'm Drew Hundle. For a second and third segments today, we have a special treat for you all. We have the amazing opportunity to speak with a special guest, Cassandra Sage Briskman, a teenage young adult author who splits her time between Los Angeles and New York City. Cassandra Briskman has loved fairy tales ever since she was a little girl. With the help of her publishers, Bill and Gil Gladstone, her dreams of becoming a published author have come true. Her first novel, If You Wish, was released in September 2016, and soon after won the 2017 West Region at Large Scholastic Art and Writing Gold Key Award. And with that, let's bring Cassandra on to express herself. Welcome, Cassandra. Hey, guys. How's it going? Well, awesome. We're very glad to have you on today. And oh. I just wanted to um, get right into it and ask about, you know, if you could just start off by telling our audience, seeing as you won all these awards and you published these books, how old are you and how old were you when you first published, if you wish? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're aging me now. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm 18, uh, and If You Wish was published right after my 16th birthday. Yeah. Wow, that's very impressive. Um, I also wanted to ask you then, so how old were you when you first realized that you wanted to write? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I started this book uh, at... Then, I want to say, but I'd been uh, writing for... Pretty much my whole life, like I just uh, was one of those kids that locked myself in my room with like my Barbies or my Polly Pockets, and I was just like always telling stories. Um, I remember, like as a kid, I was just like, one day when I can properly write, I'm gonna write a script or something like that. <laughs> like before I even knew how to write properly, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to ask, what was exactly like the kick or push that uh, drove you to, you know, pursue publication and, you know, like actually releasing this book, you know, since I know a lot of people just are, you know, enjoy writing stories, but don't necessarily go for that actual official release of a story. Yeah, I um, I'm very fortunate and uh, my parents are super supportive in what I do. And um, because I did start writing this book at such a young age, it kind of was like more of a fantasy in my mind of like, oh, yeah, of course, it'll get published. You know, like as a kid, like you don't really think about the 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 logical side <laughs> of the business world. Um, and uh so I kind of, it was, it was always like, a, yeah, it'll get published for me. Uh, but I was fortunate enough to actually uh, meet my publisher's son through an audition um, when I was acting. Uh, and um, everything kind of fell into place from there. And then I realized it actually could be um, a proper thing that was published. And uh, yeah, everything kind of fell into place from there. And it was it was pretty awesome. It just kind of opened a whole new door of uh, possibilities for me. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. And I also wanted to go on then to ask about, you know, just like the whole publishing process itself. Mm-hmm. So like the editing steps and then getting the book yeah. out to market, putting in real heroes and all that. So talk to us a little bit about um, that whole process. So... Um, for me, it was fairly simple because I was young. Uh, they kind of just wanted, they, I, I did have uh, an editor, um, but it was more so of like, I didn't have so many deadlines because they knew that I was in school and um, they didn't really know where the book was going at the time. So I was very fortunate in the fact that I didn't, I wasn't like, okay, got to get 300 pages done in, you know, one week. Uh, get this draft out. I kind of got to work on my own schedule, um, which is why it took so long from the beginning of the book to the publication date. But I'm very grateful in that regard because I got to grow up along with the book. So um, kind of as I got older, I was able to edit on my own with the book too, because I noticed things uh, as I grew up that the story was kind of still in like a childish place. So um it was a lot of, even though I, I went a full round with uh, an editor and got to the book to a point where I was happy with it and then realized, you know what, I really wasn't happy with it. And I, I ended up scrapping the whole thing about uh, a, a year in and um, completely rewrote it because I, I felt like it needed to be told from an older perspective. Um, which was really frustrating because, you know, 
editing. I felt like I was done with editing and then uh, realized I, I wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like kind of a nightmare, but yeah, uh, it probably, you know, actually resulted in a better product in the end. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, how was the writing process when you were, or I mean, like, did you have a goal or mission uh, initially when you were set out to write this? like a set specific uh, moral or something that you wanted to convey to a reader? Um, well, originally, it was more of like a, a playing uh, type of thing. Like, uh, I would always loved Cinderella. So um, the book itself was more just like a fantasy for me that I got to play out. Um, but then, of course, during more of the edits, I got to develop more of the characters and um, try and get across the message that, like, as alone as um, people, especially young people, can feel um, going through life, like, there's always going to be people who you can have a connection with and who will find you and, and lift you up and make you a better person. And you're really not alone in the world. Mm -hmm. oh, I think yes. That's especially such a um, great message seen as, you know, with a teen author, then maybe a lot of the readers will be teens. And I think that's always a um, message that I want to be promoting. Um, and so I wanted to ask you then, how did you deal with writer's block? And also just, um, not even just writer's block, but also with the time constraints with going to school at the mm -hmm. same time and wanting to work through the stories going on in your head and getting them on paper. How did all that play out for you? Um... So let's, I'm like trying to think about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I was fortunate enough to be homeschooled um, during this time. And my mom is uh, absolutely incredible and um, realized the potential that this book had after I signed with um, Bill and Gail. And, and uh, she kind of just scheduled a whole school year for me to do nothing except for write this book. Um, so basically it was like my primary focus. I took small classes here and there, um, you know, online, but my primary focus was this book because she saw the, the potential in it. And I'm very grateful for her to her for that. But uh, for me, it's writer's block is something that, is incredibly frustrating. Um, I'm currently going through it right now. And uh, it's like, I wanna be constantly writing and I don't know what to write, but I just have to find things that inspire me personally. Um, reading other books is like fantastic. I need to take my own advice though more often. <laughs> and uh, yeah, read reading more um, books sometimes in the same genre, sometimes different genres, just something that'll spark imagination, listening to good music, watching good movies, um, things that have like an art that is just inspiring. Well, um, that helps me kind of get the, get the gears moving again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, writer's block and finding inspiration, um, I wanted to ask, you know, in, if you wish, there are some specific um, aspects or details that you included. Like, you made the main character the daughter of a wealthy film director. Mm -hmm. You also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, based your story around that uh, classic Cinderella um, narrative. Right. Um, what exactly made you um, latch on to those details? Um, so I, I grew up in New York and I grew up in L.A., so I'm... I grew up around the film industry, so it's something that was um, pretty uh, well known to me in my life. So I, it was, it was something easy, you know. They say write what you know, <laughs> so it was easy to write about for me. Um, and then also, kind of, the idea of Cinderella itself is such like a fantasy, you know. This this girl uh, coming from nothing goes to have everything. And I kind of like the idea of playing with, well, what if she seemingly already has everything, um, but feels like she has nothing. So uh, making, making her father, you know, uh, successful and rich in that regard um, 
gave me like an easy, easy way to make it look like her, her life was perfect on the outside. And, uh, but even though she felt so incredibly alone on the inside. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, I just wanted to ask you then, so about, you know, like Ella or any of the other characters, did you feel that any were maybe even like based off yourself or based off any other people that you knew? Did you kind of model <laughs> them after anybody in particular? Um, well, I mean, I think all the characters can obviously are parts of me just exaggerated. Um, they honestly feel like my children. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, definitely. There's so many times in my life where I'm like, oh, it's so much easier to write this scene um, when I'm going through something similar in my life. Um, there's a, not really a spoiler, but there's a scene where Ella and her best friend uh, get into a fight. And um, I had gone through a fight with my best friends at the time, and it was eating me alive and I felt uh, like it was the only thing in my life that mattered at the time. So that kind of played into her whole um, emotion about that. And I was able to kind of help myself through that while also, um, while also, you know, turning it into art. Um, And uh, yeah, I think yeah, definitely all the characters are just, I feel like, just exaggerated parts of myself. I felt, like, very connected to um, Izzy when I wrote it. I, uh, the fact, I, I wasn't very confident in myself at the time, and I think the fact that she kind of puts up a front to fit in um, came really from me. And uh, now, <laughs> years later, I, uh, I'm actually bisexual and so seeing that uh I I hadn't really realized it about myself at the time when writing this book so um definitely a bunch of Julian's stuff comes from me I think um because I felt uh yeah I, I had this part of me inside that I didn't really realize until recently so yeah, they're all just kind of, they come from different parts of life, right, what you know, and uh, helps you through through difficult situations, too. Oh, and I think that's such a um, just kind of powerful story to hear about you, too. Just, you know, it's like this writing was your passion, and then it also ended up being very kind of like therapeutic for you, I guess. Oh, for sure. And it still is. Like, I still have situations. Definitely easier to write um, romantic scenes when you're romantically involved with people. It's just... Um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's a good it's a good therapy for sure. Definitely. And so yeah, that was an excellent conversation. I want to thank you, Cassandra, for coming on the show um, and all your valuable insights on a variety of subjects, ranging from getting over writer's block to just being a teenage author. Yeah, um, thank you. My pleasure. And I'm happy to be able to continue our conversation in the next segment of the show as well. Um, Unfortunately, it does look like we are out of time for this segment, but listeners, be sure to stick around. Uh, Make sure to learn more about Cassandra at CassandraSageBriskman.com and check out her Instagram where her username is at CassandraBriskman. Also check out her book, If You Wish, and keep an eye out for her forthcoming book, Figuring Eyes. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Kenneth John. Audience, remember to pick up a copy of our newest anthology, the book is called Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which you can find on CynthiaBryan.com slash online dash store, Amazon and other book retailers. Visit www.BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be the Star You Are. Make sure to keep listening as our show on the gift of writing continues. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. 
and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. My name is Jovan Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. This edition of Express Yourself is all about the gift of writing. And I'm Kenneth John. For our third segment today, we're lucky to have Cassandra Brisman back with us to share her experiences as a teen author. As with Cassandra's next book, Big Green Eyes, her stories are relatable, cleverly captured teenage struggles with real-time tragedies, joys and obstacles that have come to the rescue mental and emotional themes that capture the hearts and encourage that capture the heart and encourage thoughtful awareness while inspiring the reader. Good for females and males alike. And with that, we welcome Cassandra back to the show. Hi, Cassandra. Hi. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we left off on our last segment talking about um, how you were inspired by real people and how you kind of inserted their likenesses into your show. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, aside from you know direct uh, insertions like that, are there any maybe authors or maybe even filmmakers that you kind of kind of try to emulate the style of after being inspired by them? We noticed that you have, you know, you talk about, you know, writing scenes and you said you grew up around film. Um, is there any specific, yeah, like I said, style that you try to go for? Yeah, I mean, um, novel-wise, John Green is, like, my biggest inspiration. Um, he's just incredible human being in general. <laughs> um, I think that his books are incredibly smart and um, entertaining. And uh, I think he, like, honestly revolutionized the YA world. So uh, if I could do just, like, a quarter of what he did, I will be successful. Um, but uh, filmmaking-wise, I say I want to be Tina Fey when I grow up. <laughs> Uh, I think she's just incredible person. Like, you know, she does it all the, from television to filmmaking to she has, she has her book now to even writing musicals. Like, I just think she's absolutely hysterical and, um, yeah, I would, yeah. Tina Fey. (laughs) Just saying, yeah. And I also, um, wanted to ask you just as like a sort of, topical question for a lot of teens out there so uh, myself I just finished um, a couple months ago with all like my college applications Mm -hmm. writing all of those like different essays and stuff Um, and so you know just kind of congratulations by the way oh thank you (laughs) Um, and so you just kind of like writing a lot about yourself and writing a lot 
outside of like the public school like five paragraph essay format where you have like an intro conclusion you just have like three body paragraphs in the middle um and then so i also wanted to ask you then since we were talking a little bit earlier about how maybe you like model your characters after experiences you've had and different like constructs and concepts that have shown up in your life and so i wanted to ask you then if you have any advice out there for people um who are writing maybe like directly about themselves whether it's for college whether it's just for their own sake whether it's even for like a therapeutic sake like how we were talking about before oh that's a great question um college wise i'd say just honestly like be yourself like there's so much competition right now um but nobody's you so like don't try and be uh you know this like incredible story um, that'll just like stand out from the crowd. Just like if you put yourself in there and you tell an honest story about you, it could just be like a simple, like hard moment you had in your life or a great moment you had in your life. Um, if it's personal and it's, and it's just about you, like, you know, like it should, it, it'll be special because, um, nobody's you and that's, that's your power. So I think if you stay true to that, that's like, um, that's that's your win there um and therapy wise like I am such an advocate for just writing in general um even if you don't write I think just keeping a diary or a journal where you just can put out your emotions is so helpful um I have one and I I hardly ever use it but you know, like there are just some nights where I just feel like I, I could talk about it or I could write it down. And sometimes I do both. And it just is so helpful. And sometimes you can go back in life and, and look back at it. And either it could help you um, when you're writing something fictitious like I do. You could go back to a moment and kind of put yourself in those shoes again because you've made notes, note of it. Or um, it'll help you in real life situations. If you're going through something similar, you could go back and look at how you're feeling or help somebody else. Um, I think it's, it's always, it's always great to kind of keep record of emotions because, you know, things happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that theme of advice, uh, is there anything you would say to a younger you, maybe someone, maybe that person who hadn't started that book yet? Um, is there anything specific you would say to that person? Um, don't worry about it so much. Just kind of just write for the, for the passion of it. And, um, don't worry about like making it perfect and appealing to everybody. Cause it's not, that's the truth of the matter is like, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like your work and that's okay. Um, and uh, just learn from it and grow and uh, make adjustments where you need to and um, continue to be <laughs> your own person. <laughs> yeah, that's a great mindset. Um, I know it's, were you always uh, this, I guess you could say confident in yourself? I know that kind of, oh, um, <laughs> well, thank you, know, you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> ability to uh, not be bothered by criticism like that. It's a thing that a lot of people have need a lot of time to learn, right? Um, oh, what was sure. your experience with that kind of mentality? Um, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was very scared of criticism, especially starting this book. Um, like, it took me, I think, two years before I would even show it to my mom. Uh, and she was the first person I showed it to. So, um it's, it, it makes sense. Like it's a part of you. It's like you're putting yourself out there and I still am, am nervous to do that. But I had a, I had a situation where I was, uh, I put my work out there because I gave it to, um, somebody to do coverage for film and television. And, uh, the review came back. I was really excited about it. I was sure it was going to be positive and it was not. It was a negative review. Um, so I definitely cried <laughs> about it. And uh, yeah, I, I ended up, you know, I realized, okay, I can either completely give up or I can pick up and move on. And I realized that like the negative points that she 
the woman who had done the review had pointed out were actually very accurate. And it kind of sparked one of the reasons why I did um, kind of scrap the whole first version and write a whole new version. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the thing about it. It's like, you gotta, the thing about criticism is like, you can either just kind of wallow in it or you could pick yourself up and you learn from it. And um, yeah, so I think it, it's more like, it's more like you just have to, you have the decision whether it's going to affect you or not. And that's, that's your power. Um, somebody could say nasty things to you and you have the ability to say, hey, is this going to knock me down today or am I going to move on and learn from it? Yeah, I think that's great advice. And it seems like you've, you know, learned a lot of um, different lessons about yourself and about writing and all this different things from um, writing your book. And I also wanted to ask you then, so when your writing process, like, kind of changed up now, like, when you're writing your second book, Big Green Eyes, um, what are some things that have, like, changed in your writing process and, like, the way you approach writing your second book now? Gosh, well, I've been working on my second book now for how long has it been? It's been four years. Oh my God. Uh, it takes a while. Um, so even in that time it's changed, but I think that it's, 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 I mean, it's just more grown up is just the short answer because, um, you know, first time around I, I had this opinion of like, Oh, this is a child's it, it started off as like a child's um, idea of what a teenager was like. Um, and now obviously I can write from a lot more personal experience. And um, I, I still am having experiences where I'm like, oh, wait, no, this wouldn't happen in, in, in real life like this. I have to go back and rewrite it. So it's just, it's like I get to grow up with my characters, which is really cool about starting writing so young. And um, I think that definitely has a huge effect on my second book. Um, I just have more life experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talked about growing up and maturing and experiencing the world in you know, a more realistic way. Are there any issues or aspects of that, um, I guess, matured realism that you like to tackle in your newer works? Can you be more specific? Um, I don't. Maybe like uh, drug use. I think you like to right. talk about uh, LGBTQ issues a lot. Right. Um, is there anything uh, specifically within those subjects that you like to address or maybe explore? Um, well, for me, it's like, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I like meeting more people, hearing about their experiences, um, having my own experiences in the LGBTQ world, um, having experiences with um, people in uh, high school who have been through more of an abusive home situation um, and just hearing people's stories is definitely something that has affected me just um, growing up and, and leaving kind of like the sheltered area of my, of my parents' home um, for sure has affected that. I don't know if that answered your question. No, no. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, and as a final um, just kind of question before we end things off for today, I wanted to ask if you were to maybe pitch, if you wish, or your upcoming book, Big Green Eyes, to somebody in about 30 seconds to a minute, what would you say to them to get them to read it? Should I choose one <laughs> to do? Uh, yeah, yeah, whichever one you want. Okay, well, since the new, I'll, I'll do the new one since, since nobody's read that one yet. Um, but pretty much it's about a kid who grows up in abusive situations, surprise, uh, in uh, the South, the American South. And um, he has a love for film like myself and uh, basically falls in love and decides to leave his home and move into a movie theater and survive on his own. Oh, that's an awesome premise. I think our audience is all going to be waiting for that book to come out then. Um, I'm so excited to share it. Of course. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, it does look like we are uh, running low on this segment now, but I definitely want to thank you um, 
I want to thank you for coming on to the show today, graciously providing us with all these anecdotes and pieces of advice on so many different topics. And yeah, I just wanted to thank you for coming on. It's been really great talking to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really been such a pleasure. Yeah. Um, Listeners, pick up Be The Star You Are's new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers at CynthiaBryan.com slash online dash store, Amazon or other book retailers. Find more information about our show at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Make sure to follow Be The Star You Are and express yourself at www.bethestarur.org to support our show and find more information about our literacy and positive media charity that has been named the top-rated nonprofit several years now. Also, be sure to check out our guest, Cassandra Sage Brisman at CassandraSageBrisman.com, at Cassandra Brisman on Instagram, and look for her upcoming book, Big Green Eyes. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself your favorite voice america talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car outdoors and wherever you need them to be listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market build your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show. My name is Kenneth John, and you're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Joven Hundle. To end our show today, Kenneth here will actually be talking to us in another edition of his extremely informative segment revolving around visual arts, known as 2020 Vision. Take it away, Kenneth. Thank you, Joven. So today I want to talk about screenwriting in step, today, in step with today's overall theme. But not just any screenwriting as a whole, but specifically the art and process of adapting a screenplay since I think this is a side that most people aren't as familiar with. Um, if, you ever, if you've ever watched or followed the Oscars, you might have noticed that there are two categories for Best Screenplay, Best Original Screenplay and Best Adapted Screenplay. Seems mostly intuitive enough, um, adap- an adapted screenplay is something that was adapted from a previously existing work. It's important to note that a screenplay is labeled an adapted screenplay only if it is based on a specific previous work. So screenplays based on a true story are considered original if the writers created it without inspiration or guidance from a specific book, script, or news article. Also, sequels are always considered adapted screenplays since they are related to the original. So a lot of people make jokes about how easy it is to write an adapted screenplay, often including the writers themselves during their award speeches. Uh, But as might become obvious, having a base work to go off of is really only a minimal advantage, and you still need lots of creativity to pull off such a a project. Uh, It's really better to think of the process as writing a new but similar movie, rather than turning turning a book or a play into a movie. Lots of fans of original works uh, often compare them to the corresponding movies or shows, but sticking to that original material should not really be a top priority. 
Most people probably understand that a book is usually way too long to dump onto a shooting script. Certain events or elements will inevitably have to be taken out. When that happens, you'll most likely need to reconfigure a lot of scenes, maybe even the entire narrative structure as a whole, to make up for those missing parts. After all, most authors, at le- most authors or at least good ones, don't leave in elements that have no reason to exist. The end product will be pretty different, and limiting yourself to that rigid structure of what is now a separate body of work is probably not a good way to form a natural flow, naturally flowing, resonant story. Then there's the challenge of transitioning into the medium of film and television. Screenplays usually aren't really the place where the visuals of a movie or show are, layered, are laid out. That mostly comes in the storyboarding process afterwards. But a screenwriter still needs to think about which locations, actions, and storytelling elements from the base material will make for a visually appealing content. Uh, for example, written books are usually able to describe the main character's thoughts in depth. But having a character's voice overlaid over the film for extended periods of time is a really good way to break or prevent immersion in a show or movie. Movies and shows with their more expanded dimensions of visuality are expected to convey these thoughts through camera work, uh, where ideas can be more subtly introduced. Um, Even works that are largely based on visuals need to be changed a lot to fit a movie or show. A play is drastically different art form. Uh, Theatrical booming voices are necessary on a stage, but they would be pretty weird with close-up angles of two characters sitting in a restaurant. So a movie or show exists with an independent medium, uh, and specific kinds of writing need to fit them well. Uh, creating new art off of previous work is no small feat and really should be appreciated more for the accomplish- accomplishment it is. Oh, that was awesome. I definitely uh, learned a lot, like I always do from your 2020 Vision segments. Um, and I wanted to ask then, what are some of the differences then when you're adapting something for film versus television? Uh well, I guess this is, again, probably pretty intuitive uh, at first. Um, you know, TV is usually uh, more episodic, so chapters are probably a much better way to have a intriguing TV show more than a movie, since a movie is one big two-hour block. Um, but then there's also the usually scaled-down version of a TV show. You know, the uh, budget and money usually needs to be spread out more um, through longer uh periods of content, I guess you could say. And so that kind of uh, grand scale needs to be spread out more over time instead of, you know, packing it into a one, two hour experience. Interesting. Yeah. So I want to thank you, Kenneth, for coming on to do 2020 Vision and bring it back for our final segment for today's show about the gift of writing. I think the way you um, weave the gift of writing into your segment was obviously very topical. And yeah, we all learned a lot from it. Um, unfortunately, however, it is come time to say goodbye for the week. Uh, we do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Um, thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. I'm Joven Hundel. And I'm Kenneth John. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and, and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, read, write, and share. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.